Dan Leach on this side of the desk. Alan Crane on that side of the desk. This is Out of Bounds right around the southwest at Triple M. And uh, some more fantastic sort of uh, album tracks coming up over the... We uh, play good music. Great tracks. Dan. Yeah, I know. We're doing debut albums today. We're focusing in on that. So more of them to come. Actually got a double shot of uh, Counting Crows in just a tick. Right now, going to switch our focus to basketball. To basketball. The, yes. The Princeton Southwest Slammers. They're on the road this weekend up against the East Perth Eagles. Uh, they're one and... And two to start the season. A good win against Mandra a couple of weeks ago. Uh, last week against Rockingham, we're in there with a shot. We won't talk about the Sterling Senators game, but that's a different story. But the man that's taken the helm of the men's team is... Oh, this guy could be in our Legends of the Southwest West no, no doubt he will be. Easily. No he I reckon next year, if we bring it back, we'll get him on for this. But then again, he's going to probably continue coaching for the Slammers. Uh, he's taken on the role this year, and it's been one heck of a year. Let's not beat around the bush, but let's have a chat to him now. Mark Worthington, coach of the men's Slammers. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, fellas. How are we? Going great, Guns. As I said, one and two record to start the season, but this is just a season like no other. It's obviously just a lot of youngsters that you're being able to get court time into. How impressed have you been with some of the local talent that you've been able to train over the last couple of months or so? Yeah, it's been it's been really good, and it's also been challenging at times. And obviously, you, know, you alluded to what happened on against Sterling last yeah. week. But I think that's part of the journey with a young team. And uh, this year's allowed us to probably put even more time into the the youth of the Southwest. Uh, that was always a focus coming into it. But uh, once COVID hit, and uh, you know the imports go home, then you, you tell the guys, look, this is your opportunity. You, you there's no pressure on you guys to 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 do anything from anyone from the outside like we won one game as a team last year mm. um so there is no expectations and the only expectations are the, the new expectations that i place on the group uh and i think to the you know two out of three games we've we've definitely exceeded expectations to this point now you played basketball at an extremely high level and under some very good coaches how technical do you bring back uh, your coaching to the Southwest Slammers? Um, how far, how deep into it do you go for set plays? I mean, the guys always have a bit of a chuckle when I just get a play from the top of my head that I've known that I ran, you know, 15 years ago with Brian Gorgian or or with 10 years ago with Joey Wright and that sort of stuff. Uh, but I've one thing about coaching, especially coaching a young team, is simplicity is the key. And so while I do have a lot of grand plans, they will probably come in year three and year four of coaching, not in year one, as we need to go back to the basics a lot uh, for these young kids to be able to have a chance to succeed, uh, not only in games, playing for the Slammers, but uh, the ultimate goal is to let them leave the Slammers and to greener pastures. uh, And so... I, I definitely say, uh, while my brain races a lot, and I know there's a lot of stuff that I would like to do, uh, at the same time, it's uh, about scaling it back and making it simple for the guys to understand instructions going forward. And how do you go about delivering that message, Mark? Is it by um, whiteboard or is it video messages? What's your main delivery? <laughs> well, I, I've tried a little bit of everything because the one thing that you realise is that everyone learns differently. Uh, so we hit the video every week. Um, I write stuff up on the whiteboard so people can get it, and then we just get them on the court and actually move bodies around. So for me, it's been a interesting trying to 
get it and I've tried to say, well, maybe this method is the best for the group, but I literally have to go through all three methods to show them so they can understand because everyone picks up differently. And it's not a, it's not a bad thing at all. I think from when we first walked into the job and not only myself, but you know, my four assistants that I have, uh, to where we are right now, I think we've made huge progressions as a group and, you know, we're only three games into this season and even though it's a short season, I feel like um, come the end of it, we'll be another step forward and I'm just grateful that I've got such a great bunch of young men that that want to learn as well. You sort of talked about uh, the, the talent that you've got around you, including a couple of legends of the Southwest Slammers, especially during the, the sort of heyday of the, of the 90s and James Fitch and also Aaron Edwards. What's it like having those two next to you and, and uh, feeding off them a bit? Well, I thought it was really important for me uh, to surround myself with guys that A, I trusted and B, I knew would tell me the truth. Yeah. Um, and I think someone like myself coming back into this position, it'd be really easy to find a lot of yes men mm. of what uh, I'd want to hear. Um, but I, I've really, and, I, and I, when I stepped into this role, I wanted to help for when, whenever the day is that I'm not coaching the Slammers for one of these four to step up to take it. And, um, you know, having people like Aaron and James obviously uh, have been there and done that and played uh, at the highest level for the Slammers and won championships and MVPs and all that sort of stuff for the club. Uh, but also, you know, Shane Goff has been around with the junior yeah, basketball true. for so, so long and I wanted to give him a chance. And then Nathan Wamsley, even though it might be seen as a bit of family bias since he's my brother-in-law, <laughs> yes. but also, also very passionate about junior basketball and wants to learn and I think I just uh, got myself four guys that are really keen and want to help the Slammers move forward because I knew with so many young people uh, there's going to be a lot of work and I, I had to delegate as well and let them learn how to become better coaches as well. Uh, it's always good to surround yourself with good people heading in the same direction. Mm. Now, I just want to swing back to that loss against Sterling. It was a, a big one. Yeah. Where um, Where did they get on top of you? What areas... Did you think, gee, that's a really one that they've got to improve? Was it just strength or experience, or was there an area you thought that's uh, that's a key? Well, I thought about thirty seconds in, we're in trouble here. Um, <laughs> I hate that on the sidelines but, as a coach. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's ones where you get angry, and there's the ones where you be like, well, they they are a a, a well-run team that have a lot of talent and experience. So they've got. You know, two former NBL players, a current NBL player and an import, uh, whereas we've got local kids. And so it was a good learning lesson. Um, I understand why why we lost. Uh, and like I said to the guys, I don't necessarily accept it. They shot the ball extremely well, but I never felt like we got into a rhythm de- defensively. Offensively, we scored pretty much well, we've scored the first two games, uh, but defensively we were uh, left looking a lot. And, um, you know, it, it, I think it was a little bit of fatigue, a little bit of overawed by uh, the people that were in front of them. And, you know, um, while not pleasant, there's a lot to take out of that loss and show the guys and tell the guys where we can get better moving forward because they are a top two team of the comp. And that's why I ask that question because you always, no matter what the loss is, you lose. Yeah. Can you run us through, Mark, what the what the average week is like with uh, a training session with the Slammers, um, how much review you do, how much court time, how much defensive work? Just give us a quick rundown on a, a week's training. 
Yeah, so Tuesday's our main session. Uh, they're all two hours on court, and we usually put in probably about an hour and a half of defense into that session. Um, we're very into those uh, then half hour of the offense at the end. Uh, when it comes to Thursday, well, we've had two Friday games to start off the season. So Thursday training sessions become very hard. We start with film and just basically get a lot of shots and dry run our offense to make sure that we've uh, dotted our I's and crossed our T's. Uh, tonight, since we don't have a game to Saturday, we'll have a bit of film, but there's also probably bringing a bit of fun into training tonight. Um, after what happened last week, and I, I came in with a pretty stern demeanour on Tuesday um, with a lot of non-negotiables on the defence, we, we've just got to make sure the spirits are back up uh, come this weekend because uh, we've got a real opportunity to win another game and, and hopefully the guys uh, will loosen up a little bit and shoot the ball a little bit better because uh, it's not through lack of bad shots uh, to this point, it's just been ability to actually put the ball in the hoop. And last time I checked, it's probably a big thing to do in basketball. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> one last one. Um, obviously, you've got such a young side. There's some great young talent that is coming through. How much do you try to instill on these these youngsters that are playing at the moment that, hey, you do belong in this side? Um, you know, for them, it's about achieving to possibly be um, in the team next year, um, hoping to be maybe, you know, first, first you know, off the bench maybe next year is probably, you know, big key for a couple of these players. But how much is trying to instill the belief of you guys deserve to be in this team right now? Mate, have you been around teenagers in the world today? They oh. don't need any confidence whatsoever. Well, they reckon there's, there's a, the sun I, I understand what you mean. I, 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 I <laughs> so understand what you mean, but at the same time, there's probably there's probably some players that are like, oh, it, just, it seems like it might be a little uh, daunting for them, and they probably don't believe that they, you know, they might know that they've got the skills, but to be like, oh, no, I actually do believe that I need to be out there and, and deserve to have my spot. Yeah, well, first, they actually have to prove that they can be out there. I mean, no one gets invited if they don't have the ability to be here, and that's what we tell. We told our guys from day one, you're all here for a reason. You know, you deserve to be here. Um, I think the confidence comes through their actions on the court, and uh, I guess our role as coaches is to implement them and give them the tools that they need to be able to go out there and succeed, and if you look at through the first, you know, two two rounds of our play, probably our best player is uh, Lee Rickwood Pitt from yeah. Busselton, and he's you know just turned eighteen, and you know the confidence he's got. He messaged me a week before the start of the season. He goes, "Do you reckon I'm going to get a game this year?" And I'm like, "Mate, you're in the starting five. Like, what are you <laughs> talking about?" And so while there's a little bit of doubt and uh, curiosity of where everything lies within the group. I think that they've started to see, you know, that everyone can have an impact on the court no matter when you come in. If you've got, you know, 30 minutes in you or if you've got five minutes in you, everyone's got a role to play. We don't have a necessarily superstars in our team and so we're relying on team, team effort night in and night out and that includes our juniors. So, like I said, overall, they don't need too much confidence because their heads are big enough that can't fit through the stadium at times. <laughs> and every now and then I have to jump into the shooting competitions just to let them know that uh-huh. I can still beat them. I like that. But, but at the end of the day, um, they are all here for for the right reason and they do belong in the system. And uh, I'm sure if they continue on the way that they've started the season, then we'll have some major growth similar to what we saw in the early 90s with the team that came through with the Edwards boys, with Mm. Lee Smith, with the Chalk brothers. 
Um, and, and they copped their hidings at the start of that era, but obviously in the back end, they were one of the most dominant teams of that decade. Uh, so if you feel like making a trip to Perth, East Perth Eagles, the Slammers are taking on tomorrow. Uh, if uh, you're thinking about next home game, uh, it's coming up in about a week's time, happening next Saturday night, I think it is, uh, next uh, Saturday 16th, sorry, 15th of August, up against the Perry Lakes Hawks, where it's a 7pm tip-off for that one. Uh, Wertho, thanks very much for taking some time out to have a chat to us. Best of luck over this weekend, and fingers crossed, uh, get a W on the board against uh, the East Perth Eagles. Thanks, fellas.